Hello, and welcome back to the BioET, Cal BMES's podcast about all things BioE and beyond. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, I'm today's co-host, Steph. And I'm Monacy. We have some really cool guests here with us. This year's presidents, Emily and Stephen, as well as our treasurer, Teresa. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. We're so grateful that you guys could join us today. Let's get started with some brief introductions and a short summary of what you do for BMES. Hi, everyone. My name is Stephen. I'm currently a fourth year double majoring in bioengineering and EECS. I'm from Vancouver, Canada, and I'm one of this year's co-presidents. So I manage a lot of the overall administrative roles for the club. And um, I took part in reaching out to other BioE organizations and oversee the higher vision for the club as a whole. In the past, I've been a design chair, and I was also a vice president last year. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily. I'm also a fourth year BioE major um, with certificates in design innovation and um, in sciences and society. I'm from Sacramento, and I am the other president, along with Stephen. I do whatever Stephen does, but like slightly worse. And I have also served as outreach chair and vice president in the past. Hey, I'm Teresa. I'm a fourth year. I also study bioengineering and EECS. I'm from San Jose, California, and I currently serve as a treasurer, which means a lot of my role is uh, more officer facing and I interface a lot with them, but hopefully we will all get to know each other via different events. Um, and in the past, I have served as design coacher with Steven and also as the secretary. Cool. Now that we've gotten to know y'all a bit more, let's get into it. All right. We've heard a lot about how integral you are to creating the BMES experience. I'm curious, apart from the time you spend on BMES and BioE coursework, what are some of your favorite hobbies or interests? I like to think that I read. Um, and I mean, I guess I do. Science fiction or period fiction. Um, and on top of that, I also knit and follow whenever I'm like watching Netflix because I can't pay attention to one thing. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. Along those same lines, I like to think that I read, but like this has is a new development over quarantine. I can't say that I read that much before quarantine, but my newest book recommendation is a book called Educated, and it's a memoir by Tara Westover about her time in like sort of like a cult and escaping the cult. It's very fascinating. Um, but aside from that, uh, I've also gone into baking a lot. I've made more loaves of bread than I care to admit this past these past like five months. So hopefully I can continue doing some baking in my 900 square foot apartment, but we'll see what I and my roommates think about that. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to be really original here and say also wish I was into books and reading and all that, but I'm not. So I think one of my main hobbies is uh, piano, specifically jazz piano, which I'm really passionate about. I spent uh, several years uh, listening to jazz, learning how to play jazz piano. Um, so I'm pretty proud of that. And really in my good. free time in Berkeley, I also have taken up um, some interest in meal prep. So I wouldn't, maybe maybe not the most interesting hobby, but it's a skill nonetheless. He also does photography. It's like he's being modest about that. Uh, no comment. 
He also likes to unnecessarily write scripts for really simple tasks. Mm. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's the other fun one. <laughs> so anyway, we're trying to say Steve is a nerd, but anyway, it's cool. Um, sorry, that derails. <laughs> I spent too much time on me. Have you guys picked up any of these hobbies through any specific Berkeley classes or organizations or workshops? Uh, I wouldn't say the ones I mentioned, but really have like too much to do with the thing that I learned at Berkeley. But I will say, and this is not the most professional answer I could have given, but um, a side hobby that I do a lot is I like to use uh, Adobe softwares like Photoshop and Illustrator to make memes with my friends and make people laugh. And I would argue that I learned a lot of these skills through BMES Design Committee when I was in it my freshman year. So in that sense, yes, I think I picked that up through uh, Berkeley organizations. I actually took uh, Terry Johnson's uh, freshman seminar, Bioe 24, which is like a history of biology and science fiction. Um, great class, great professor, as I'm sure you'll find out very soon. Um, but yeah, I think that was just a really fun way to like learn about a lot of different science fiction that I never had before. On my um, hobby of playing jazz piano, I have to give a shout out to UC Jazz, um, great club on campus. Don't know how they're doing right now with the current pandemic, uh, but I would definitely recommend that you get involved if you're also a jazz nerd like me. All right, all three of you are seniors, and you've taken many classes at this point in your college career. What would be your favorite bioe and non-bioe class you've taken here at Cal? I think it's definitely hard for me to choose. But my favorite bioe class would probably have to be uh, 134. Um, super cool class, um, really teaching you about um, the interface between like software and bioengineering, and especially in industry context. Um, yeah, but it was a really awesome class. Like Professor Anderson, super chill, like super friendly and nice. Yeah, great guy. I recommend you check out his classes. Great way to learn more about um, synthetic biology and just how things are working in industry. I think my favorite non-bioe class um, definitely would be uh, CS61A. <laughs> that was the class that actually got me started on CS track and um, eventually led me to do a double major. So um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a slippery slope, but highly, highly recommend. Um, it's a super fun class um, and extremely rewarding. So for those of you all out there who might be deciding between uh, CS61A and E7, uh, right now, I would say go with CS61A. I'm one of the class's biggest fanboys in BioE. At least I think so. So, yeah. Um, I guess for me, to jump on the Professor Anderson hype train, um, I took his other main class, BioE140L, um, which is the Synthetic Biology Lab course. And, like, it was, you get a lot of hands-on lab work, like, um, experience in synthetic biology. And it was the class where I really realized, like, oh, wow, I really enjoy doing this and um, it kind of really set me on the path towards my research position. So yeah, that was just really cool to be able to like really get to experience this and realize like, wow, this is something I can see myself doing for a long time. Um, in terms of a non-bioe course, um, I have to say it would be, uh, when I was a sophomore, I took a decal of American Sign Language. And um, I mean, I've forgotten like all of it at this point, but um, a portion of the class was talking about like deaf culture and how we perceive deafness in our society. Um, and it was really interesting to see deafness from the perspective of like deaf people themselves, but also like the ways that our society is like not built for deaf people. And like, I guess learning about the ways that we can build it to work around them. So I think on top of like learning, I guess what was another language was 
really being able to see like the world we live in and from a completely different perspective. So for me, my favorite bio class that I've taken so far is bio 110, which is officially called physiology for biomedical engineers, I think, something like that. Um, but it's basically a physiology class. Um, and the semester I took it, it was taught by Sanjay Kumar, who it happens to be our department chair. Um, and it was just a very like good and simple overview of physiology and like how all the different systems in our body work together and how they work individually. Um, and I think up to that point, I hadn't taken a lot of biocentric classes. Like I'd taken a lot of um, sort of the lower different classes. And I also took like some tangentially related things, but that were mostly just like mechanical engineering with like a side of bio or like computer science with like a side of bio. But there was nothing that I had taken thus far that was so bio-focused. So it was sort of nice to come back to like what I had originally enrolled in bio E4, which was like focusing on the human body and the way that Professor Kumar presented the information was just all super organized uh, and super helpful and interesting. So definitely my favorite class in the biology department that I've taken so far. Um, in terms of non-bioe, it's called ECC-106A. It's an introduction to robotics class. Um, I'm going to say right now that it didn't feel like my favorite class at all for like most of it uh, because it was just like doing a lot of math and like matrices and calculating like the angle of a robot. But <laughs> by the end, um, we got to create or we got to program this robot to uh, pick up Tetris pieces based on the color of the Tetris piece and then like rotate it in the correct orientation and then place it in like a Tetris configuration that we gave it, um, which was really cool. Uh, like it obviously like didn't work super well, um, but it was a very rewarding process to have to like trial and error through all those things and to like start from scratch and sort of program your robot to do your bidding. So uh, very cool class and not that many people get to use such like cool equipment like we did, um, the robotic arms that we got to use. So uh, definitely would recommend. How does it feel to have just finished the last summer break of your life? Very weird. And it's like feels weird to hear it like that because I honestly didn't think about it as my last summer break the entire time. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, I think that this has been the weirdest last summer break that anybody could ever imagine. Do you guys agree with that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It sort of just feels like any time from like late March to August has not existed really. <laughs> but it's been really weird because I've like caught up with a lot of my friends either via like a hike or like just like over zoom and like the question is always like oh like what do you want to do after graduation or like oh are you applying to grad school and like everybody's just like super stressed about it <laughs> but um so yeah it's been a very strange summer and I am very sad to see it go unless we all decide to go to grad school in which case this will not be our last summer vacation I would say though it has been very similar to other summers and that has come by way too fast oh, yeah. so. that never gets old <laughs> for me it was like the first summer that I was like actually at home the entire time because mm. the other two summers I was working at Stanford as a summer camp counselor for uh, high school students and then so like I was like on Stanford campus and basically being having like everything taken care of and now I was just like at home with everything being taken care of um, and I think it was, it was just, like, the longest period of time that I was home, like, ever, 
and like, I think I realized how much like I miss things like my mom's cooking and like she, like talking to my sister um so in like that sense I think it was really nice to like feel reconnected with home for the first time but then I'm like feeling all like the senior year crisis it, it, like it's been hitting me all summer but now like now that we're back at school I'm like oh I guess I have to figure out my life now <laughs> Another crazy, um, like, feeling that you, I got throughout the summer was in, like, May when all the, like, people a year older than us were graduating. I was like, oh, that sucks. They have, like, a Minecraft graduation. Oh. And then the closer it got, closer and closer it got to August, the more and more I was like, oh, no, like, this isn't a joke. Like, we're going to have Minecraft graduation, too, because things are getting better. Let's reflect on some of the positive memories you've had over the years. What's been a BMES memory that you'll always carry with you? So I think my favorite BMES memory would have to be my first ever spring committee retreat. Um, we went to Lake Tahoe as always. And I just remember um, having the chance to go snowboarding for the first time in California. And so, um, yeah, I just remember it was a really wholesome time. Uh, we went up to like one of the many local mountains in the area and we just had a fun day um, spending time in the snow, like racing each other yeah just overall having a good time so yeah I just remember looking back fondly on that time I just remember all of the uh, the older students um, who were like mentors to me um, in so many different ways and I really felt um, things come together at that retreat and um, yeah I was just really happy to um, be there and like to have met everybody at that point so I, I guess um, it's not necessarily a specific memory but more like just like a collection of memories um, but I just remember, like, my freshman year, I ended up baking a lot with a lot of my BMES friends. <laughs> um, and, like, like there are just so many, like, just dumb stories. Like, I remember one time we tried to bake, except we didn't have sugar, so we used a bunch of sugar packets from the dining hall. Or <laughs> um, we went to bake cookies, and it was, like, one of those, like, pre-made mixes where all you had to do was add butter. But then um, we, my mentor added like twice the amount of butter as you should have. So the entire thing was just like a like literal puddle in the pan and the entire design committee was there because we were, we were, it was like a design committee social and we all just roasted the hell out of him um, for adding like twice the amount of butter. And it's just like little memories like that of like the kind of very small moments that really build up friendships. Um, and yeah, I think, it's 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 gonna be the stuff like that that I miss like the always like stupid but worth it moments. Okay, uh, for me, I wouldn't say this is like perhaps like my fondest memory of BMS, but it's definitely something that I'll always carry with me. And that's um, to sort of bounce off what Steve said about retreat. It was actually something that happened before a retreat, um, our sophomore year. So that would have been like two retreats ago now. Um. Like, the vice presidents at the time had, like, planned everything. Everything was great. And then, like, a couple days before we were set to go, um, they, like, there were, like, blizzards and stuff all over Tahoe. And so we were, like, everybody was, like, oh, my God, like, should we still go? Like, this is going to endanger, like, 60 people if we drive up there. Like, what should we do? What do we do instead? Because people had already paid deposits. We already made plans for everybody to, like, leave for a weekend. It's going to be fun. And I just remember, like, somehow so many people – like officers and non-officers in BMES like ended up in Kresge Engineering Library on the second floor at the tables and it was just like 
like a conference basically where everybody was sitting there and like freaking out together and brainstorming solutions to the problem together and like generally being very supportive um, <laughs> and um, like trying to help the VPs figure out like what to do next. Um, and I think for me, it just like spoke volumes about how uh, BMS is like more than a club and more than an organization, but it's also like a community where like people are actually friends and are very willing to support each other and help each other. And also it was just like so like unexplainably like chaotic <laughs> that uh, I think it's something that I will always remember. Um, and it was just like very, everybody was very panicked at the time, but looking back and the retreat turned out fine. We ended up going to Sonoma. It was very cool. Everybody had a good time. So I think in retrospect, it was just like a very funny situation where literally like, I don't know, I'd say like 10 to 15 people were just gathered around like two tables in Kresge, like freaking out over this like, <laughs> one little thing. Um, so yeah, it was a very cool, very cool and very interesting time to be in. What perspectives have you solidified or newly gained from spending time here in BMES or Cal in general? Um, I think in general, it something that has been very formative for me is basically making friends with people who are less uptight than me <laughs> um, and are like more adventurous than me. Um, I grew up in South Bay, like South part of the Bay Area, which is where like everybody is stereotypically very, goes to, go to like very aggressive high schools um, and all we do is study. And that was pretty much how I was. And I think that coming to school and meeting people with new perspectives and backgrounds and who are willing to do things like I don't know, walk to Safeway at 2 a.m. to get butter or whatever it was. Oh, help me out on this. <laughs> um, or actually, I didn't even go, I didn't even go that time. But um, I don't know, I think like, just like a bunch of random like freshman memories of like, I include Emily and Steven of us just like doing very questionable things <laughs> at very late hours. <laughs> and like, caring less about like, how we look to people, how it looked to people or like, whether or not we were studying and just more about like, having fun <laughs> doing things like that I think um has like shaped a lot of my perspectives and helped me survive Berkeley as a whole because I think when you take too, everything too seriously and you like only care about your grades or whatever like Berkeley is a very bad place for that because it is a high pressure academic environment and if that's all you're ever thinking about it's like very unhealthy. I think one of the experiences that was most impactful for me was actually my involvement with GBO. So for context, I've been um, involved in GBO in some leadership capacity for several years now. And honestly, it's been um, quite significant and I even say like life-changing for me. Um, I think the one big takeaway from GBO was just um, similar to Teresa, but um, also just, um, I think on a wider level, I think, um, it's just the diversity of experiences and like the the wide range of life experiences and um, lived experiences that everyone brings to the table. I think also as um, someone um, coming from a relative um, sense of privilege as well, it was really eye-opening to just see um, where all these people were coming from um, to Cal as a whole and um, just all of the challenges and adversities that um, each individual goes through. And I think it's so hard to yeah, take that into perspective when you're um, a high schooler, you, you have your own little bubble, like it, it can be very hard to get like a, a wider like sense of the world around you. But I think coming to Cal and um, experiencing um, just the transition for new students like over and over again every year and I'm um, getting to meet so many new people like each fall um, has been really eye-opening for me. So I'm always like grateful for um, that experience of GPO. I think like for me, it was kind of just this 
like again I don't really remember specifics as much as I remember like this kind of general feeling but um I think like something really important for me like the last three years has kind of just been seeing like how generous people can be um like one like I remember freshman year like a big reason I was so became so involved in BMES is because I had so many upperclassmen friends who were willing to like say hey come hang out with me um come do this thing with me and I thought one like I think that really like imprinted on me really early on is like wow I can be taken care of here um and like I'm an older kid I'm like the oldest kid so like I think I, up until this point I had really been like taking care of other people and I remember stepping on this campus was like really the first time I was like oh my gosh people are taking care of me um and like I think like what that led into was kind of just this like sense of like this greater sense of like thinking like wow what do like now that people put all this time and effort into me like what do I want to do with that and that kind of led into like this whole like oh wow like what do I want to be in general so um I think like there's this kind of sense of like I want to make all the time that they put into me worth it and then there's also like a sense of like wow I really want to make sure that I can give this to people um and it's really inspiring to me to see people be so like kind with their time like okay Stephen basically learned how to redo an entire new project Berkeley gets the uh reputation of being like cutthroat and I'm sure that there are places where it is but like when I was taking CS61B they came out with a new project and despite the fact that he took the class the previous year and he had to complete he completely relearned how to do this new project just so that he could teach me and one of our other friends how to do it and like yes Stephen no I'm going to talk about this because like it's 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 stuff like this that like makes me want to help people like knowing that people are willing to put that out for me um and it makes me it inspires me to be more generous with what I give to people um whether it be my time or my service so um it's I just met so many good people and I think that's made me a little more trusting of the world and a little more willing to put time and effort into making this world better Looking back on how far you've come from the freshman year version of you, what would you tell that version of yourself? I think I would tell freshman year me to um, put myself out there more. I think even coming into college, um, I was a pretty shy and like introverted guy. I'd still say that's the case today, but um, I think in general, I was always um, apprehensive of meeting new people and um, yeah, just forming different connections. But I think even in that regard, like BMES has helped me so much to just open up to other people and uh, to be like more vulnerable and uh, form like tighter friendships, relationships. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice that I would give um, to my freshman year self. And I think another thing that I would say is just to um, like more on, on the general side of things, just um, try new things. Uh, don't be afraid of failing because um, there's so much grace at the school and um, as, as we've been alluding to a lot in this podcast, like there are always um, people out there who are other to like catch you when you fall and um, to lift you up as well. So um, yeah, I'm always really grateful for my mentors at the school, like especially ones in BMES that um, have always been like a guiding like force for me. So for me, I think like don't not do things because they're hard. Um, because I think like that stopped me from really pushing myself. For, like I guess the first half of um 
my college career is like I think I gave up on myself really easily which is like you know disappointing um because I feel like I, I think like some part of me now is always going to think like maybe I wasted a little bit of that time when I could have been you know really putting myself out there to like make improvements that doesn't mean that like I'm unhappy with where I am now because like I still think I'm happy where I am now I think I just I wish that I had like taken the time to like challenge myself more so I think there's a difference between kind of doing everything you can and hurting yourself in the process and like challenging yourself in a way that you know will help you grow as a person and sometimes I wonder if I did enough of the latter but you know like we live the lives that we live and we just move forward with them so Okay. Uh, what would I tell myself? Um, almost as like a antithesis to what Emily said, I guess. <laughs> um, I think I'm still learning how to do this and I'm still sort of bad at it. And it's like being able to say no to things. Um, <laughs> I think that I, especially like around my sophomore year, I was like very desperate to involve myself in like as many communities as possible. Like I just wanted to meet people and also like I don't know, like, put stuff on my resume, I guess. I don't know. But it was mainly, like, I was, like, trying to make friends with all these people. I wanted people to, like, I wanted to be friends with people. I wanted to be part of communities. I wanted to be a part of all these activities. Um, and so, like, I joined all these clubs. I took all these classes. Yeah, exactly. I was a clout chaser. That's pretty much true. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I think uh, I don't necessarily, like, regret joining different clubs and trying new things just because like it helped me meet a lot of the people that I consider friends or like mentors today but I think that I there was a point where I like stressed stretched myself to a point where I like didn't have any free time and I wasn't sleeping and it was like not good for me <laughs> so I think um you know like when your friends tell you that you need to go to bed or if they tell you that why isn't there any space on your calendar for us to do things um, to like really listen and evaluate like what things you're prioritizing and whether or not you really need to be involving yourself in all the things that you think you need to be involved in. That's my two cents on that. It's all about the balance. It really is. Now that we've reflected on the past a bit, what are your plans for the future? Have you done anything during these summers that's piqued your interest? Um, I can start with that, I guess. Um, so I guess the honest answer for my official plans for the future is like, I have no idea. <laughs> um, you know, I've thought about applying to grad school. I took the tests that I need to t apply to grad school, but I don't know if I want to. Um, I've thought about just working, but then I think like, oh, what if I work and then I never want to go back to school, but then I'll eventually live to regret that I didn't go back to school. <laughs> so there's a lot of, um, stuff going on in here right now but um I think that for me like it's looking like I'll either just go work in industry or I will go to grad school for like a fifth year master's but not a PhD sort of situation just because like I don't I don't have the patience really to <laughs> do another five years five or six years of school um but that's just me um and yeah, so I've been really lucky that I've gotten to do really cool things over the summer. My freshman year, I took I took a class, but I was also working in a lab. Um, it was like a 
they were doing some cool gene editing stuff, CRISPR related stuff. I ran tons and tons of PCR that summer. Um, and then these past two summers, I, <laughs> um, uh, I got to intern at two different companies. The first was a biotech company and in Emeryville. So I got to work with like work in the lab and work with like lab robotics. And then this summer was like a completely different experience. It was just like a, a gaming tech company where I got to do some product management work. Um, and I think like both these experiences have confirmed to me that a career in academia isn't really for me. Um, I think company in companies, uh, regardless of like sort of what industry you're in, things are very fast paced. There's a very specific product that customers or your boss or whatever is looking for. And your goal is to try to push out that product as fast as possible, even if like even in like a biotech company where you're still like running PCR and doing things in the lab, right? Like you, things are very fast paced, things are always changing. Um, and I sort of like that sense of uh, instant gratification and validation <laughs> um, a lot better than like sort of the traditional lab work that you would think of in a bio field. Um, and so that is sort of why I'm very torn between getting sort of like a master's versus just going to work because work has very been very, um, I guess like, satisfying and fulfilling for me uh, but I don't know maybe a higher degree will come in handy one day who knows <laughs> so my first summer um, after my freshman year um, I took math 53 and 54 um, I wouldn't say that necessarily piqued my interest in anything um, to quote the Incredibles math is math um, so I just left it at that um, but next summer, I was really fortunate um, to um, also do an internship at a biotech company in Berkeley. Um, so um, it was a quality risk management internship, which um, I wasn't really sure um, what that exactly entailed before going into it. Um, but it was really interesting because um, I got to see a lot of um, the regulatory side of um, like drug production and um, like pharmaceutical companies. And so it really gave me um, a better picture of um, all of the safety measures, um, regulations, uh, documentation that goes into creating like safe products for customers. And so I was like really fortunate um, to see uh, things from that side. And um, I, I think it's um, especially valuable since um, oftentimes in the academic world, we're more focused on the technical side of things and not so much on the regulatory standpoint. Um, and I think that's something that is only like uh, touched on briefly as like a side note as well. And so um, this past summer as well, I was also um, lucky to um, like work on a virtual internship, even in this pandemic as well. Um, so this was actually at a tech company. And so I was working on um, software development. And it was also a really good experience to um, also just um, learn more about um, the customer experience as well and uh, focusing on um, like end-to-end -end, like user interfacing and essentially um, I think it was a good chance to um, hone in on like um, all the little details of um, working in industry that I never really thought about before. Um, and I think um, especially for things like uh, computer security, uh, privacy concerns. Um, and again, um, all thinking about this from the perspective of the customer was um, also just like super valuable. And I think it's something that I definitely wouldn't have picked up um, from taking another uh, summer of classes, for example. So. Um, yeah, super grateful for that um, experience. And I think it definitely uh, opened my eyes up more to the possibilities of um, software development 
um, in terms of biotech as well. Guys, my summers are so boring compared to theirs. Actually, I would argue that your your summers were much more exciting than ours. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. Well, like, I mean, as for me, um, as I mentioned earlier, I worked at Stanford for two summers, working basically as a camp counselor for their summer high school program. Um, and, you know, during that time, I was a residential counselor, so I was in there. I basically, like, lived in the res- the residence with all the participants, and I uh, TA'd, basically, for several courses, um, you know, that would range from, like, bioethics to, like, neuroscience to, like, tissue engineering. And, um, like, we basically, we had kids from, like, all over the world, and, um, like, some of these like participants that like go through here like they're easily some of like the most inspiring people that I've met and I'm really I feel really fortunate to have been able to have mentored them like into college like I remember um there was like one that I was like really close to and he wrote me like the cutest little thank you note um and it's like pinned up on my board like right now um because it makes me happy to look at it and then he texted me this summer and he was like I got into Cal can you help me with my courses and I was like oh my gosh yes I totally can <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's really cool to like see all of like to one meet all of these really amazing kids and also to like like meet all of like my amazing coworkers who like I still like contact have like contact with um and are on to do their own like really cool things. And it's like it's just it's really rewarding to be able to like meet all of meet with and connect with all of these people on such a deep level because you know you're living with them for three weeks basically. And then to go on and see how much of an impact that this program that this program is made on their lives and then see them go off and do wonderful, beautiful things. Like, I don't know, it's really cool. And it's something that I really enjoyed being part of while I was there. Plus they paid really well, like they paid really well. So it felt really good to take some of Stanford's money and <laughs> use it to fund <laughs> my Cal Bears life. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to mention or close with? I hope from um, all of the stories that uh, we gave and all of these various random anecdotes that you can see that BMS has been such a huge part of our lives and our college experience. I hope that you can also um, find some some of this uh, some of these similar experiences in your own BMS experience if you uh, would like to join us as well. So we have our committee applications. Uh, so I would definitely encourage you to. Um, check those out um so you can also join us and also yeah make make some other random uh, funny memories um together and also um if you would like to be a general member as well we also have our application out there um on our website too so be sure to check that out and as always um feel free to talk to any of us the officers we're always happy to chat um, if you have any questions or if you're looking for a friend or um, just some advice yeah please reach out to us it looks like today's episode is coming to a close, but we would like to ask you guys the most important question of the day. What is your go-to boba order? It was a pretty easy uh, question for me. I'm going with taro. I judge a boba place by the quality of their taro. So I'll leave it at that. Well, I'm going to actually make Emily answer this one for me. Jasmine milk tea, 50% sugar. Nailed it. I think my favorite would be the uh, oolong sea salt crema from Happy Lemon. That stuff slaps.
Wow, those all sound great. Well, thank you so much, Emily, Stephen, and Teresa for joining us today. Thanks for having us. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. All right, stay tuned because we'll be back soon with a new episode. That's the BioEd Tea. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> you have so much tea, you don't understand.